Yo, what up, y'all? What the deal? What's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of <laughs> the Father Market Protocol. Yo, welcome, man. Welcome back, man. This is your man, Dean. As always, I'm here. I am here. I am here. We're proud to be here. We're proud to have you. The, you, the listener. This couldn't happen without you. Well, actually, technically, it could. But it works better when somebody actually listens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um. Oh, before I go any further, uh, although the posters have taken a long time... And they they are forthcoming. Uh, let me plug some of these dates so you all know. Um, you can catch me this weekend if you're in the New York City tri-state area. Um, whether that's New York or Connecticut, Connecticut, or New Jersey, or even if you come as far as Philly, or even upstate New York as far as Poughkeepsie, uh, or even Albany, or. Yeah, anywhere further upstate, if you feel like coming to check your man, you can catch me at uh, Gotham Comedy Club this Friday and Saturday. Y'all know how I do. It's MLK Weekend, so you know what we do. You know what we do on MLK Weekend. We sell out Gotham. It's what? It's what I do, baby! Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you'll catch myself five shows, um, both on Friday and, well, two shows Friday. Three shows Saturday. Gotham actually is one of the few clubs that actually still does three shows on a Saturday night. And for those uh, that aren't aware, the three shows on a Saturday, that third show separates the men from the boys. From the boys. You want to dig? Yeah, it's going it's gonna to be something. Um, but it always is something. Usually uh, usually we have a blast on, uh, on those shows, man. So you can come check me out. Myself and my man, Harris Stanton. Um, Friday at 8 and 10 o'clock, and Saturday 8, 10, and 11.45, uh, Gotham Comedy Club this weekend, um, or you can go on GothamComedyClub.com for tickets, or you can walk up, you do what you gotta do, right, whatever you gotta do, you make that happen, um, also, the following week, you can catch myself and Harris, actually, all these days, pretty much, Harris, uh, Stanton is, uh, with me. So uh, you can catch us next weekend. We are going to be uh, down in the ATL, ATLians. Uh, I actually like the poster that they did. January 24th through the 27th. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One show Thursday, one show Sunday, two Friday and two Saturday. I can go uh, check them out at AtlantaComedy.net. Some, I mean, somebody got them for the com. Uh, you can catch me for the dot net, AtlantaComedy.net. Come come out, your boy. If you're down in the ATL, people have been saying, when are you coming back? So we're back down there Thursday at 9 o'clock, Friday at 8 and 10.30, Saturday at 8 and 10.30, and Sunday at 8. It's, everything says 8.01. So I don't know. Maybe that's something with the uh, website, <laughs> I guess. And then, boom, after that, right? The following uh, weekend, just found out, uh, newly added at the uh, DC Comedy Loft. Yes, you catch us at the DC Comedy Loft. Actually, Harris is going to be featuring, and it's myself and uh, and Jeff Richards. I guess they're calling it um, the the uh, SNL alumni shows. Myself and Jeff Richards are co-headlining. 
uh, Friday and Saturday, February 1st and 2nd for shows uh, on that weekend. So those are all the dates that you can catch us uh, doing what we do both so both nights at 7.30 p.m. and 9.45 p.m. So if you're in the D.C. area in the DMV, come holler at your boys. Uh, it'll be fun. It's been a while since I actually got to rock out with my man Jeff. And we haven't seen each other. So SNL reunion, Jeff Richards, Dean Edwards is going to be fun. Um, big show, I guess. Harris Stanton, John Yeager, Dick, Dean Edwards, Jeff Richards. Okay, that'll work. Whatever it takes. Should be fun. Um, and then after that... Uh, You'll catch us uh, the following week after that at the Vegas um, Comedy Cellar at the Rio, uh, the first full week of February. So enough with the dates. I'm back. I'm back. We uh, went overseas, man, recently. Got to bring my man Harris to, to Qatar. We went to Qatar. We went overseas to Qatar uh, to entertain, uh, entertain the troops. It was fun. We had a blast. Yeah, we had some fun out there. And, um, and it you know what, it was funny because Harris, Harris had never, you know, I've been there before, so I'm, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a make, make fun regardless, but it was more fun for me watching Harris, uh, <laughs> watching Harris's excitement and, uh, and nerves and everything in between, man, because he, um, like I said, he, he'd never been, he never, I don't think he'd ever been in the air that long either. We, we flew for a long, for a long time. And, and for anyone that doesn't fly a lot or you, you're going to be flying a lot, keep in mind, you gotta, gotta stay mobile. You know, you gotta, you want to make sure, even if you stay in your seat, I don't get up a lot. Um, but they say you should, you should, um, stay mobile. Just uh, just so you can get you know blood clots up up in the air at forty thousand feet, and it can it can happen rarely, but it can. So make sure you uh make sure you stay mobile. So and and, and make sure when you're traveling with hundreds of other people, huh? Can come come a little closer. It's been a while. It's been a long time since I used this voice on y'all. Some be real, baby. If if you're flying and you know you're a bit of a shakas, make sure you're not a shakas in the air, okay? Because people gonna pay attention to you. Uh, we I say this all to say we we had an experience with a shakas, uh, <laughs> both on the ground and up in the air. The dude when he boarded the flight, I when he boarded the flight had a feeling that he was gonna be a problem, um, just because. When when someone's super loud, when somebody's when someone has has no regards for anyone else's um, shared space and they're this loud, then you kind of have a feeling that oh this is going to be a long day, isn't it? And it was, or a long flight. So we we uh we board. People are boarding still. Dude, um, Harris and I, we shared a row. It was like me, then two seats between us, then him. We were like in the middle row of a large, I think, you know, 767 or 787. Large, giant, giant plane. Um, so this dude, this dude, you know, it's funny. I'm reluctant to say, <laughs> to give any specification because I don't want it to reinforce any stereotype or, or make people think there's a stereotype attached to it. Uh, but, 
Son was extra, yo. He was wild extra, and he had he had the Jerry curls on the side of his on his sideburns. That's what I'll say. He had the he had the little uh, ringlets, right? <laughs> so first he's loud just when he gets on the plane. Then after the doors close, after the doors close, um, he's still talking on the phone. Now I'm not surprised at that because a lot of people still, if they can, they'll they'll finish up their phone calls. Let's all be real. Who, 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 when they say, and the, the, the front doors are closed, uh, so we now ask you to turn off your phones. Well, most of us in our minds are like, well, you can ask, but um, we ain't moving, so I'm playing on this phone a little bit longer, right? We all do that. A lot of people do, I should say. I know I have. I do. Um, on a regular occasion, right? <laughs> um, and the, and the, uh, side note, they're, they're even more relaxed about it uh, when you sit in first class. Like if if you sit in first class and they see you still you know playing on your phone or, or on Instagram because they can see when you're on something that requires service they can't make an assumption or maybe that's it maybe they don't want to assume that you're on when you're sitting in first class because you're a valued more a more valued customer and so they're like well we don't want to say anything in case they're not online anyway so money money was on his phone call. Uh, that's fine, but keep it low, son. We weren't moving, but then we start moving. And then then they, if you can please direct your attention to our flight attendants to give you uh, uh, a brief, their safety announcements. You know, it's crazy. I fly that much that I actually know, kind of, I have a good idea of the script. That just hit me. I didn't, I didn't practice that. <laughs> so, uh, so they start, they start with their safety announcements. Yo, money is behind us still on the phone and loud. No, so what I'm going to do, you have to understand this. Yo, where my, I'm looking back at him. Harris is sitting right in front of me, is looking back at him. People sitting around are looking back like, where's, who's, who's so brazen that they're talking at such a volume as if to say, I don't care. Hey, I don't, I don't care if I... Uh, if I don't, you know, uh, adhere to the rules and regulations. This is what I do. Yes. So he just kept yapping. And they didn't say anything. That, yo. Now, I've never flown this airline. They connected us through this, uh, on this airline called Iberia, which um, sounds like Siberia. Iberia, they, I guess, fly to Spain because we were connecting through Madrid. I'd never flown. I've never, honestly, I've never heard of that airline. Uh, paid attention to that airline, which I found uh, found interesting. I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was this was a terminal, and <laughs> I didn't know there was a terminal seven at JFK. Who knew? So, uh, so we're, you know, they were they were they were extra they were extra friendly and very forgiving because they never said anything to dude, um, but. Then, uh, what I'm trying to think, when was the moment that the the straw broke the camel's back? So we're up in the air. They eventually, I think they eventually did have to come and say, sir, you, you have to put your phone away. And he still stayed on it. And then they had to, then they swarmed around him. And then eventually he was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, 
young, younger dude. He wasn't 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 old. Wasn't old. I, I'm making him sound like the the old guy in uh, in coming to America. Hey, it's Kunta. Hey, how are you, Kunta? Um. So, but they still they still tolerated him on the ground. Once we got in the air, right? We're in the air. We took off. Um, as soon as the seatbelt uh, light goes off, I, I, I see it peripherally out of the corner of my left eye. I look over and money is standing, not in the seat. No, no, no. No, he's standing on the armrest of his seat so that he can lean, stand up and, and lean into and, and sort of perch. That's what it is. He perched. This dude perched um on on the armrest, on his feet, on his tippy toes, um, so that he could nestle in and see what he wanted out of his uh luggage in the overhead uh compartment. Right? But 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 that's not even the ill part, right? <laughs> he's he's barefooted. No, he's in his socks. He's nasty and he has some great socks on. Yes, I did peek that. Son has some gray socks on, and his nasty socks are 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 curled around, <laughs> are curled around, and uh, the 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 armrest of his seat. Now, mind you, his arm's gonna be resting on this armrest for the next eight hours or so. But still, they don't come through and and uh, clean on a regular basis. Clean those. Somebody is gonna get his toe residue on on their arms. What if they have forearms and uh, they roll up their sleeves? Now, now this this dude's uh, toe funk is is on their forearm. Now they got funky arms. That's not fair. It's disgusting. When he did it, I looked back and then I looked at Harris. Harris turned and looked. He said, "Yo, are you? Yo, this dude don't give a damn. Yo, I I'm, I really think I might." Harris is saying this. He's like, "Yo, I think I might really have to scream on this dude." Because and the reason being, the dude is so uh, so abrasive, and banging into the back of Harris's uh, chair. And when he stands up, he's pushing on Harris's chair, and 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 dude could care less. So while he's standing up now, one flight attendant, then two, then four, then I guess the head the the head flight attendant. Sir, you can't, you not you cannot stand up there, sir. Come down, sir. Yo, do you know this dude did not just get down? He actually literally looked down upon all of them as if to say, how dare you question me perching myself up here? I'm going to spit it on myself. How dare you question that I'm up here doing what I do when I do it? Yo, he didn't, he didn't just come down. He thought about it. If I had the audacity to stand up and someone said, sit down, I'm, I'd have sat down before you finished the sentence. Just because I don't know what air marshals are in the air. Oh, man. So uh, the woman eventually said said something to him. Uh, he, sat, he sits down. Then I guess when one of them was talking to him, he had put his hand on her hip as if to like talk to her. So one of the other flight, the, the head flight attendant, she comes up and she's like, sir, this is a shared space. You should be more respectful of, of other customers. And do, do not put your hands. Do not put your hands on. A, do you know 
when she walked away, you know what he said? Oh, she's rude. <laughs> he, he had the audacity to call her rude. And I think Harris was like, yo, this dude is bugging. I think at that point, Harris was, was kind of baiting dude. Like, he was saying things loud on purpose, hoping that the dude would say something to uh, to him so that he could check the dude. Because it, it was too much. All this to say, people, if it's shared space, then let's share it, shall we? Please, for all of our sakes, share the space. All right? Good. Um... Um, anyway, uh, so we get to Qatar. Um, all Harris wanted, he wanted, uh, he he wanted the the full experience, man. And and when you go doing uh doing these bases, you know, you you aren't necessarily going to um going to really see the city, see the the country, see the town, wherever you're going. Um, when I did those those twenty four bases, um, in what was that twenty. 2017 and was that 2017 2018 i think 2016 2017 I, my, my clock is all kind of throw we're in 2019 when did the time go i did all those bases man we we weren't seeing the cities and those were domestic we were literally flying in uh getting to the base catching a breather getting your head right and then preparing for the show that night only to fly out early the next morning it's it's uh it's a lot. It's, 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 it's a hell of a lot. It's a hell of a lot to deal with. But it's what we do and we love it. So uh, my my fear was Harris wasn't going to get to experience, you know, what Qatar had to offer. And and still really didn't, but he got to get a little slice of it because as soon as we landed, uh, you know, the um, the liaisons from the military, shout out to, uh, what was her name? O o Oshina? Oshina? I think it was Oshina. I called her OC. <laughs> Oshina and uh, my man Zach, who, who took a lot of care of us while we were out there. They, um, as soon as we got out, they was, she was like, um, "You guys, you guys want to eat eat in the city of Doha, right? You don't want to go and eat on the base." Which made me say, "Okay, she wants to <laughs> she wants to eat in the city." But we were like, "Perfect, that's great." So we went to this uh, restaurant. Um, Harris got to try hookah. Um, which is obviously is a lot bigger over in the Middle East and uh, in Africa. That's where I first saw it uh, years before. Years before I saw anything, uh, anyone using hookah over here in the states. I saw it. Uh, I saw it overseas, um, and they were serious about it too. Um, so, um, so we went to a restaurant. Harris said he had the what he. Uh, deemed the best hummus he'd ever had, and and the comedy seller's hummus doesn't compare. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, this is where they make it. <laughs> you know, this is where it's all originated from. So, um, yeah, so we had we had a good time. At the restaurant um, accommodations were kind of whack. I ain't gonna front. I I I'm not I'm not pissing on uh, the 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 air the the air base that we did, but. They, I've, I've had better. I was actually very disappointed, and I let them know. So I'm not, you know, I can say it here without worry of of it getting back because the accommodations, and and they knew it, and they they felt bad about it. Um, it was there was nothing they could do, but it was yo, it was yo. Let me tell you, it was brick. Yo, it was cold over there, son. It was it was frigid. It's the desert, but 
I slept in my long johns. You had long johns on, Dean, you say? Yes, I did. And I had no problem sleeping on them. Um, we, they, no, no canine exhibition. Um, we got to watch them, I should say. There was an exhibition, but they uh, didn't get to participate, which I'm fine with, but I think Harris wanted to participate in and have a dog chase him and, uh, and knock him down. You've heard me say it before, I'll say it again, uh, under normal circumstances. Black people don't uh, like getting chased by dogs as recreational activity. Just just putting that out. Show went well. Uh, and, and this is really what I wanted to uh, get to, the protocol, you know, this week, man. Uh, prepare as much as you can for a show as possible. You want to you wanna stay as prepared as possible for any and all shows, right? reason I say that is because um you know with with a gig like that which is let me let me explain the gig it's undercover as far as there is a a ceiling or what they call like a bra almost like a, a big circus tent but it's still outdoors so people are coming and going uh constantly right um and because there's there are no walls because it's outdoors the uh there's there's really no protection right against distraction against the elements you have slight protection against the elements but if it's windy if it's a storm you're you're gonna feel something you know um pardon me uh sniffling yeah um I didn't realize I'm battling something that evidently it uh it it there's something in me, and I gotta get it out. I got that sounded nasty. Oh yeah, that sounded real, real nasty. Um, yeah, man. You have shows preparing, prepare as much as possible, because once you uh once you prepare, um, it's gonna be a little bit harder to shake. So I'm saying that because so Harris Harris is supposed to do 25 minutes. Son did 15. And he normally is, is thorough. He was thorough on the show. But here's what happened, right? And I'm not I'm not uh, putting him on blast. I'm just I'm I'm using him as an example to explain how how things go, man. Sometimes, uh, you know, um, you, well, you're already you're in a country you've never been in. Um, you're doing a show in front of people you, that have never seen you, might not be familiar with you. Uh, add to that that there are restrictions on what can and cannot be said you know it's a base and so they're they're saying yeah well you don't want profanity we we don't want uh any uh religion or any political nothing that pretty much you're evergreen you you want to uh, hit material that's not going to offend anyone you want material that's uh going to relate to everyone and but more importantly um you don't want to offend anyone because Hey, if you offend someone, not only are you messing it up for you returning, but you're messing it up for everybody else after you. You know, and that's that's something I, you know, for 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 comics that are out there that might be listening, and and you you you're you know just starting your career, or your your career is going, and you have gigs coming up, and during during those gigs, they might say to you, "Okay, we you can do this, but don't do this." This happens a lot with colleges. And I've seen I've seen comedians, uh, you know, still throw caution to the wind and disregard what they were contracted to do, and it can mess with their money. But more importantly, it, it can mess with the money of anybody else coming, because once 
Let's say, for instance, you're booked for a gig. I'll, I'll use a college as an example. Say it's a say it's a, a college that ends in the title Jesuit, right? You go do this college, and uh, and they say, okay, we love what we saw you do at the uh, NACA convention, um, but we're we're a uh, we're a Catholic university, and so we we can't have any profanity, um, and nothing sexual. Uh, but we we love what we saw you do, so we um, we're we're gonna give you this check to come do that, but just do it for a longer period of time. Do it for instead of you did ten minutes at the NACA, you're you're gonna do an hour, do forty five minutes to an hour, right? So you go to do the joint, but then you're like, dang, you know what? I have this one joke about uh sex. And I don't say the word sex, but I do hump a chair. But I don't say it. But shoot, they hired me. Shoot, they know what they did. They, they, they hired you based on what they saw you do. Because that's, that's the excuse that a lot of, a lot of uh, entertainers, not just comedians, a lot of entertainers will say, well, oh, well, they know what I do. Uh, honestly, people know what you did for that presentation, that showcase. Right? Um, they don't necessarily know what you're going to do for an hour, but they're... They're presuming that the hour that you do is reflective of that short set you did and gave them as an appetizer at this uh at the showcase so then that get, and and they and let me preface i uh, should have prefaced by saying this is a a gig that that uh they have Wednesday night comedy in the brick lounge every week and then you go in. And and in your mind, you're like, I don't know if I should do that. Listen, if you don't know if you should do something, then you shouldn't do it. That's how I always feel. If if, if when in question, <laughs> don't. You know, like a uh, a lot of dudes will use that with regards to to like, I don't know, man. I think she's a girl, but she might be a transsexual. I don't know. Shoot. When in doubt, it's a man. That's how I look at it. Right? It might not be a man. But why chance it, huh? Right? If, if if you if you are so concerned by it, maybe not. Maybe you just shouldn't do it, right? So, so the same thing with choice of material that you might be using. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. Then don't, because if you're questioning it, that means that there's a good chance that something in you is telling you innately, you know what? This might not be the best idea, and this can end badly. And usually it does. <laughs> so you go and you do the gig and you decide, okay, I'm going to do this joke because I know, I know it's funny. And well, I worked, I worked at, uh, I worked it out and it's a strong joke and I've done it throughout the city where I'm from and it crushes and they're going to love it. So then you do it and it crushes and the students love it. Right. But then you do one, and then one turns into two, and then you, then next thing you know, you've done ten minutes of humping a chair, right? And 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 now, now the the people that brought you, the heads of the student activities uh, group that uh, brought you, they're pissed. You come off stage, and they're like, "Yeah, we uh, remember we asked you not to use profanity or any uh, sexual uh, material." Yeah, but you know what? The kids loved it. Yeah, but that wasn't part of the contract. And you agreed that you weren't going to do it. So, so now you you uh, you fronted. Um, you really breached your contract. And they pay you for it. But you leave and they're never going to bring you back. 
and now they've and now they're thinking, you know what? This is the, this is the second time within the last year. You don't know what the backstory was behind it, but now you you done you done messed up. Now and now you can now now they they rethink doing the comedy on uh, the Wednesday night in the uh, in the Brick Lounge, and now and now they're not doing it anymore. And now not only have you messed up your money, but now you done messed up the money of every comic that would have come uh, after you, you know, and um, and so you know, cats should should think a little. Um, more selflessly and think about everybody else that has to come after afterwards and then and don't be so selfish man you know all that to say when 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 harris harris did his thing he was supposed to he, he uh was keeping it clean um he hadn't been on stage for a couple of weeks so that's also something that uh because it was you know it's end of the year it's holidays on a vacation um, so when, when he came back, he hadn't been on stage as much, let alone having to do anywhere that he could do 25 minutes and then 25 minutes clean. So he's just running his material. And, and I will say this, um, that's my man Harris, Harris does, uh, he really like does his due diligence and sits and, and, and rehearses. We actually always give him crap about it. You know, we always mess with him like, yo, you've been doing this 20 years. You still, he's like, yeah, man, I gotta, you know, and I, I can appreciate uh, that about him, that he, that he stays sharp and stays focused. And I, and, and at times makes me even say, you know, let me, let me go look, look, look over my notes. It doesn't, it doesn't really hurt. Why not? Of course I look over these notes. So that's what I'm gonna do. Um, but because you know it, it goes a lot, it goes a lot faster than uh, than you prepared it, especially when you haven't been on stage running it and you haven't had a chance to run the material with no uh, the edited versions of your jokes, you know. And so uh, so twenty five minutes turns to fifteen minutes. So when I went on stage, I smiled at him. He was like, "Yo." <laughs> So we're looking forward to this weekend at Gotham so he could uh so I think so he can feel he redeemed himself. But I think he did a great job out there. And the uh audiences did too. And we're we'll probably uh go back out um, you know, in the fall. Cause they do six month cycles at a lot of these bases, uh, especially overseas. They do cycles every um where a group of new people come in every six months. So by the time we return, there'll be a whole different group of people. Uh, crowds were very well received um and uh oh and you know what and i and i beat <laughs> and I, I beat uh what an airman i wasn't uh damn I, in uh in the pool there was this uh, sierra i think sierra she she was running she was running the, the pool table <laughs> she was shutting everybody down on the pool table but your man had to you know, I do what I did. Nah, I ain't going front. I didn't really win. She just lost both times. <laughs> I was doing all right, though. I haven't played pool in a long time. So, um, so I was, I was a wee bit rusty. But, um, she, she was winning in both games. Uh, first game, I think I, I still had two balls on the table. Um, and it was just all she had to do was knock down the eight ball. She knocked down the eight ball, and then she scratched. The second game, uh, I think I had about four balls still on the table, and she had to put the uh, eight ball down, put the eight ball down, and scratched again. 
Because the universe did not want me to lose, son. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. It's funny to me. Um, changing, changing speeds real quick, man, before I forget, uh, you know, comedy, the comedy world, um, lost another one, man, we lost, uh, like to, like to send a, um, uh, send a, a special shout out to, uh, William Stevens, who, uh, who unfortunately passed away, um, I guess over the weekend, um, uh, which is unfortunate, man. It's uh, jeez. I, I, let me tell you something, William. <laughs> he was he was uh, he was a cool cat, man. The coolest of the cool cats. Just a real, real sweet fella, man. Um, um, always kind of grumpy, but that was uh, that was part of his part of his charm, you know. It was part of his charm. Oh, you know what? I'm seeing that a lot of uh he got a lot of love. I so I didn't even know. That's the thing with social media is you find out these things on social media. I found out um actually just reminded me I got to call Veronica Mosey back cuz I think that's why she called me the other day and uh I wasn't able to answer the phone. Um but I appreciate her reaching out to me because uh then I think Theobald Mark called me and then Harris texted me while I was on with Mark. Um, and yeah, man, he was, uh, he was, he was, a, he was a good, he was a good dude, man. He's just, just, just a fun, he's a funny dude to sit and talk to. I always, uh, reflect on dropping him off in Brooklyn years ago and us just talking about, um, talking about music and, and funk and talking about everything from the Ohio players to cooling the gang, um, to, uh, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic and of course the elements of earth wind and fire you know so he was um yeah he was a he was a really really cool cat man really cool cat and uh and I'm jeez uh I think I jeez I probably I knew him since the 90s so uh you know and and especially with with regards to the seller um anytime you went to the cellar you just I, I honestly when i think of the cellar i think of him because he was one of the resident hosts uh i spoke to Noam, the owner of the cellar yesterday and uh he was talking to me about uh we were you know we were just commiserating and um which i think is always great uh that when when how comics sort of combined together because i know the cellar had their uh the annual holiday party on Monday night, and um, why why am I speaking in a somber tone? I guess I guess you can't talk about someone dying like yeah. And so and the, and then the next thing that happened, don't you know? <laughs> you never watch you never watch the news and like uh, a tra a, tra a tragedy in in the Bronx this week as there was a fire last night. Nine people died. Yeah, <laughs> you know people put on their people put on their somber. There's a bit in there. Don't I'm I'm doing that. Look, I'm claiming it. I'm I'm doing that joke before anybody thinks to to jack it. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> look. I'm 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 gathering all all my materials, um, gathering all my material for this weekend. Cause I I'd say within between last year, I usually like for those that don't know, I'm side noting, but. Anytime I come back home and I headline in New York, I like to I like to have at least at least 30 if not 
a full hour of new material and then I'll mix and match. And then obviously you do your greatest hits. You know, people want to people want to see the Denzel, so I got to I got to I don't want to do Denzel. You want me to do Denzel, so I do Denzel. You know, but but I uh, you know, I like to mix it up. Um as a matter of fact, what what uh you know, what other impressions should I do? I mean, you know, I uh I I'm thinking about doing doing Dwayne Johnson. Because he's very, if you listen to Dwayne speak, he's very eloquent. <laughs> why, is he, why does he speak like that? Um, yo, please, please. I'm also thinking about, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> yo, I'm work, working on, uh, working on, uh, Charlemagne the God. <laughs> I've been doing Charlemagne for a couple of years. Well, pause, pause. Because I think his lisp is hilarious. <laughs> I think his lisp is, lisp is hilarious. <laughs> That's funny to me. Oh shoot! Uh, and maybe I do Drake too. I got a couple of jokes, but do you? Or you didn't did? About to settle in vacation and do a bid. When I say vacation, I mean Vegas. You know, if you listen to uh, Drake's voice. Drake is right here and Weezy is right here. So they both, they're both on the same spectrum. But where's Drake is real sharp and he doesn't, and he stays at the top of his mouth. Weezy is more down here. And so he likes, he sits on the top of his throat. The same is true when you listen to um somebody like Jay-Z. Jay stays, stays like in the middle of his throat. But then when you, when you, when you modulate a little bit, you know, you take it a little deeper and suddenly you got LL Cool J, you know what I'm saying? You know, and L licks his lips a little bit more than Jay, but Jay, if you just push it right a little bit more forward on 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 your on your vocal cords, then you and then suddenly you have it, and then you have impressions one on one, baby. <laughs> so anyway, I was saying to Gnome, uh, the seller, uh, we were talking about it, and. Uh, um, I was telling him about when Geraldo passed, and I was uh, I was out I was out in uh, L.A. when Greg Geraldo passed. I think that was in 2011. I want to say, uh, or maybe it's 2012. It might have been 2012. Jeez, it's been that long. I can look it up. I don't feel like it. Anybody want to correct me if I'm wrong? Go ahead. Feel free. Okay, you're right. You feel better now. You feel like a better person, huh? Is that what you like to do with your life? Um, yeah, so when Geraldo passed, I was in L.A., and I was at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach, and, uh, <clears throat> because I'm a, I'm, I'm a comedian, uh, from New York, I, um, uh, you know, I felt, I, I felt like I was missing something. I, I was, I was disappointed that I, uh, that I wasn't, uh, here. I was disappointed that I wasn't here to to commiserate with the with the other comics, you know. And so I um I sat uh with with Brian Scalera, who also happened to be in LA. Um I think Brian was living in LA at the time, and next thing you know, we just started reminiscing, uh, reminiscing about uh Geraldo and times that Geraldo had like uh just you know uh cut us down when you walk in the cellar. He's like, oh yeah, Dean, Dean, yeah, Dean, Dean Edwards, Dean, um, 
with 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 the two daughters because he can't make a little man. You know, like but that's that's the type of thing that uh Geraldo would do. And you didn't get mad. We 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 busted chops. It's what it's what we do. Uh yeah. So it was uh so and then at the end of that uh night, I think we both had finished our sets, but we sat in the back of the uh club for probably another hour, two hours, just reminiscing and talking. And then at the end of the night, uh, uh, Scalaro said, hey, you know what? Uh, the only thing I'm uh, really appreciate you being here, man. It was, you know, we weren't able to be home, but it was just good having somebody from back home to, to talk to about it, man. And then we said we love each other. No, I don't know if he said that. <laughs> but, but you know, there's that love and there's uh, that fellowship and camaraderie that we have. I do love, love Scalaro and all these comics, man. It's comedy family. Out here, so when um, when one uh, passes, you know you you feel it. You know I'll say rest in peace also to um, to Kool Aid out of Detroit and uh, Big Rome from down south. I think Atlanta. Uh, you know these are comics that that passed uh, in December, passed last month, and so that's you know that's three three uh, comedians I know. Uh, Kool Aid had had problems. Um, he was dealing. Excuse me. I think he might have had pancreatic cancer. I'm, I'm not positive, but I, th- I know he had. I think that was uh, the form of cancer he had. Um, I'm not sure um, how uh, how William uh, passed. I understand that uh, he missed the spot the other night, and he never misses spots. And so that I think made everyone sort of take notice and wonder. And yeah, he uh, he he definitely will be missed. Um, I'll miss him. I I, uh, I I was at the cellar last night, and uh, I actually when I went, and, and you when you don't see him in there, and he had this this, this wonderful T-shirt that either his sister, not I'm sorry, that his niece or cousin, I'm not sure which, but she made him this great uh, this great T-shirt. Um, great t-shirt that I, I just I always complimented him on it because I thought it was so cool that he was uh that he was representing for his family member who made made him this shirt drew him this shirt um and the shirt was very reminiscent of him you know um so hey man you will be missed uh, rest in peace William man no one no one gave a funk like you gave a funk and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this week, man. You know, I'm going to catch y'all next week. I'm going to catch y'all next week. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll let y'all know about, uh, I had this really great audition uh, recently. I was very happy with myself. Actually, what an audition was, a, it was a director session. Hmm? Hmm? Your boy, your boy making moves, huh? He you got, got to toss it up with the director. All right. Yeah. Uh, follow me on all social media at IMD Networks because that's who I am. Y'all know how we do. And uh, yo, I'm gonna scream at y'all at the top of next week. All right, all love, man. Two fingers, y'all be good. Stay safe. I'll see y'all at Gotham. Peace.